Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the H&H Sports Podcast. I'm Tanner Hicks, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jackson Huey. Just like last week, we had another crazy week of football. The NFL started, week one did not disappoint, and week two of college football did not disappoint either. Uh, before we start, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I know I say this at the end, but I want to you know, make sure we're, you know, you guys are subscribing like you should. Because this is the greatest sports podcast that's out now, okay? I don't want anybody not subscribing, all right? Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Turn on uh, notifications so you guys never miss an episode. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow all that and do whatever because we're you don't want to miss an episode. We're doing great. All right, so with college football, we're going to start off with the Alabama-Texas game. It's only right. When I was watching this game, I don't know if this is the same for you, but it felt like a playoff game. Like from yeah. the jump, just based on atmosphere and how both the teams played, the final score was like 20 to 19 or something. And like, it, it just felt like a playoff game because both teams were playing like it was the last game of the season. Like it, they, they played it like every drive was their last. And it was like, it was so fun to watch. I know it was a low scoring game altogether, but like, it was also see- weird seeing Alabama on Fox, too. I know that's, like, weird, a weird side note, but, like, it was weird seeing Alabama on Fox and not on ESPN. Anyhow, uh, it, it, it was a very – it was a playoff-type atmosphere because it was, like – Bill Anderson said it, too. It was, like, there was 100,000 people there. I felt like there was 200,000. Like, the crowd was going nuts the entire game. And right. It was so – like, it was a playoff type of game. It was, like, there's so many third downs, like, so many of running the clock and stuff. And the, the that safety call <laughs> in like the third or fourth quarter that was the that might have been the worst call I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, <laughs> I think did they overturn it? They just like it was confusing because the the referee come out and he said targeting with roughing the passer or roughing the passer with targeting. And then he come back out after they looked at it and said, I wasn't supposed to say what I said. And then replay third down. I was like, what? Yeah, we're, you know, I was too obvious in rigging the game for Alabama. Sorry. <laughs> I will say it was very, it was very awkward seeing Nick Saban's team with 15 penalties. I don't think I've ever seen that before. They said that was the most they've ever had under Saban. And- yeah, that was wild. Like, if they don't. Like Alabama really should have blown Texas out if they didn't make. I think if Texas had Quinn Ewers, they win that game. Yeah, I do too. But you could say that either way. Like I think I think if Alabama don't make all the mistakes they made, they beat them by a touchdown or two. But then I, at the same time, I think the way Alabama played, if Quinn Ewers played the whole game, Texas wins the game. They do because Hudson Card was like. The broadcast kept saying that he had experience, but he really only had one game under and, his belt. And he's quite, he's questionable this week. Yeah, he was limping that game too. And that I, I thought I, again, I thought it was funny that like Gus Johnson and them were like, "Well, Hudson Card's got experience, but he played." I was. I saw a note earlier. Um, Sark is saying that Ewers and Card are both day to day. No, I said I thought Ewers was out for a while, right? That's what they yeah, that's what they said. They said the report said six to eight weeks. But then today in his press conference, he said day to day. So I don't know if that means day to day for the next eight weeks or I don't know. If you're day to day for the next eight weeks, you're out eight weeks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um that game was crazy. They were favored by twenty and a half, and I think Alabama only scored like twenty altogether. Um, but what I saw so funny is Texas. Bryce Young is amazing. I just I just want to say that Bryce Young is amazing. Yeah, he won them that game. That final drive was like a masterclass of football. It was like all that for him struggling to turn to turn into that that throw to the sideline. I'm, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be a Bryce Young bandwagon, but Bryce Young is amazing. He is great. Will Anderson also had a big impact too. Will Anderson, I, I've, I've he played. He made some big mistakes, dude. He had a couple like, offsides that he had like three offsides in it that lay. Did you see the lay hit? Oh yeah, yeah. and 
Yeah, he picked it up towards the end of the game, but he he did say, he did have a, a couple of mistakes that that hurt him. But it, at the end of the day, they won. Yeah. So his stock might have failed to five instead of two. No, his stock didn't fall. <laughs> stock didn't. Fall. <laughs> but what I thought was funny is that Texas, after being unranked, losing last week, they go from unranked to ranked after losing. Which was I, I've That's never wild. seen that. I've never seen that before ever. I just, Almost, I, dude, the rankings this year have been so different. Like they just feel like they've never been this like. Yeah, it's lenient, weird. I guess it's, like, it's it's like it's weird seeing USC like at number seven right now, when the past couple years they've been like, eh. I know in 2020 people Bro, forget what like, I'm saying. Like, like in the past, if you beat a top ten team, you are gonna get about 18 or something like that. But like Florida jumped to twelve. That was just crazy. Seven. Yeah. I mean, but like, it's the SEC bias into that. I mean, it's Florida. And then like Kentucky beat Florida and they jumped to nine. After being ranked twenty. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Like I don't feel like they've ever been that like willing to move them up that many spots. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. After two games. I don't know, man. Speaking of Kentucky-Florida, we can talk about that game next. Um, that game was wild. Like, at the first half was pretty was pretty wild. It was like, towards the end, it was like it was like turnover after turnover after mistake after mistake. And then what Kentucky... About the, hold on, I want to I want to talk about the the botched punt when the was it yeah the Kentucky player just kicked it out of the end zone. That was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, the it was like it was mistake after mistake in the first half, and then in the second half, it seemed like Kentucky just took control for the rest of the game, and it sucked to see because I, I obviously picked Florida, but it's and my stock isn't like down on Florida just yet because you know Anthony Richardson, he has his um he reminds me a lot of Lamar Jackson, and I know Lamar Jackson is an MVP in the NFL, but he, he his play is very similar. They're like very similar type of quarterbacks. Where, and their 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 offenses are also kind of similar, and to where how they set them up to you know play that way. Uh, the the Ravens with Greg Roman are is a very pistol heavy offense. Um, it so had like Florida under Billy Napier so far has been a very pistol heavy offense to favor Anthony Richardson. And at week one against Utah, he looked amazing. Didn't throw a passing touchdown. He had three rushing touchdowns though. And uh, against Utah or against Kentucky rather. He looked very similar, and I, I'm starting to like wonder if that's gonna hurt Florida. Just being, just playing that type of way. I know it works a lot in college, and it's worked for Lamar Jackson in the NFL. But I'm starting to wonder if if that's gonna be a type of play style that teams can just you know read, pick up on, yeah, yeah, and just you know, I know you, you got to account for the pass, and you obviously have to account for his running ability, but I. I if I were a team, I'm not knocking Anthony Richardson's throwing ability at all. But from what I've seen, I would just you know sell out on his on running on him running, right? Because there were a yeah, couple, they, got, there, they got him as a top three pick in the draft right now. I mean, after what after week one, that's not like a horrible thing because quarterbacks go high, and it's just i i think that that's something that could happen in the future i feel like florida florida winning whether they win or not is definitely heavily reliant on how well anthony richardson plays i think from the first two weeks that's not a that's not like a you know wild thing to say because anthony richardson against kentucky didn't have an amazing game and they lose against utah he does amazing and they win and they win I know it's only two games, not a big sample size, but I'm starting to think that that's how this Florida season is going to, you know, play out. As long as Anthony Richardson does well, the team's going to do well. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe teams will pick up on it, but I'm still on the Florida hype train. I'm still, I don't know if I'm picking every game, but <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll still write on my prediction that Florida would be good. Um, my South Carolina hype stock is probably dead. Spencer Radler, I think he's just not good. I again, it's been two weeks, but Spencer Radler has just been 
we can move on to the South Carolina Arkansas game now. It's just he hasn't he hasn't been great. I I don't really like what I'm seeing from Spencer Rattler so far. Again, with anything that I say in this episode, it's only been two weeks, but I think I'm just done with you know expecting anything from Spencer Rattler anymore. And it's crazy. Just last year, this time he was the Heisman favorite. Um, I'm not I'm not I'm not completely writing him off yet. So. I mean, maybe he picks it up and, you know, South Carolina and Beamer ball, you know, does what I thought they were going to start the year and win eight or nine games. But it's just right now I'm not really I'm not really sold on it. And Arkansas, man, Arkansas, they're they're in the top 10 now. Arkansas looks really, really, really good. They look like an NFL team out there, like without a play. I you, you want to listen. I was worried about the players that they lost. They lost. Listen. Arkansas is playing like an NFL team out there. They're playing like they just play like they're tougher than you. And in most cases they are. Like they're this like they they like Traylon Burks last season, he's obviously not on the team now, but last season, like going into the draft, people like he was so like he's like this big, you know, bodied receiver. He's just big and strong and like that it was like that's the country boy strong. Like he got all that you know, muscle mass from, you know, just being on the farm or whatever in Arkansas. And that that's just what this team feels like. It's just farm boy strong. Like, they just, you know, they get after you. They're bigger than you. They're stronger than you. They just, you know, they pound the rock. K.J. Jefferson out there leading the team. I just, I like watching this Arkansas team play. It, it's just, you know, they go out there and they play like they're bigger, they're stronger, they're tougher than you. And, you know, I that, that usually leads to success. And, you know, I'm kind of rooting for Arkansas now because it's just a fun team to watch. And I know I had them like, near the bottom of the SEC to start the season, but you know, Arkansas—they're just—they're playing well. Yeah, uh, I think Arkansas is a fun team to watch too. Um, like, like, like I said, I tried to tell you at the beginning of the year you didn't want to listen. I mean, I probably should have saw it coming with KJ Jefferson coming back, and you know, he's a part of that team. Now, I want to move on to this uh, to the Tennessee Pittsburgh game because. It was – I'm not going to knock Pittsburgh at all because Keaton Slovis did get injured and didn't get to finish the game. Um, I'm not going to say whether or not if Pittsburgh win, if Keaton Slovis stays in, Pittsburgh wins because that was a crazy game. Um, just Tennessee looked really good. And and they targeted Cedric Tillman a lot. And, Pitt, and Pittsburgh, anytime that happened, just didn't know what to do. Like they just, you know – they they kind of just let it happen most of the time and just hope it didn't turn into anything big. Um, but P- but Pittsburgh, I, they, they looked good. They obviously you know, you know, came back a little bit in the fourth quarter to lead it to overtime. But it was a crazy game. I I, I picked Pittsburgh to win because like you know they, I said they yeah. Were, I, picked, I picked Pittsburgh too, but. I mean, even towards the end, Tennessee tried to give that game away several times, and Pittsburgh just couldn't take it. I know. And part of that was because Keevan Slovis was out. They had a backup who just who couldn't really, you know, do anything with the football, which was, you know, painful to see. But Tennessee, I think, as much as I hate to say it, I think Tennessee looked really good in that game. And I think they're going to be pretty decent. Uh, I hate it, but they are. They're going to be good. Uh, yeah, that that game was crazy. Speaking of crazy games, Houston, Texas Tech. Texas Tech, their backup quarterback, he threw like 65 times and like four interceptions in the second half or whatever. But it went into like two overtimes, and Texas Tech pulls the game out. It was a crazy game to watch. Yeah, and I obviously picked – both picked Houston to win that game. Um, yeah. Our pickums were rough this week, man. We just I had a lot of upsets. At least for me, at, at least for me, I I had a bad pickum week. Um, USC Stanford. Now, obviously, Stanford lost by a couple scores, and I was wrong about my upset pick. It, I mean, I will still stand by it. I'm not mad at that pick, even after the game. Stanford once. Once they actually got an offense going, they played decent. Like the Stanford played decent. I'm not mad at the upset pick. At least they didn't get blown out by 50. But USC looks really, 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 really good. Like really good. I underestimated how good USC 
would be. You know, I thought, you know, new new everything. You know, completely new team with all the transfers and recruits and stuff. Lincoln Riley coming in and running the show. Like I thought it would take a little bit longer for this, you know, for USC to you know, come into their own and just, you know, throttle teams, but I, it's, you know, early start for USC. Um, and they're looking really, really, really good. Forty-one points in both of their first two games. Um, yeah, I didn't catch much of that. I didn't catch much of that game, but I'm gonna be honest. The the BYU Baylor game, I didn't watch any of it, and I I know it was a good game and went to overtime, but I didn't watch the game. I saw I saw BYU hit the game winner, and that's it. I, I didn't watch the game at all, and apparently uh, Blake Shapin, the quarterback for Baylor, looks like. Looks phenomenal. Um, and I was talking about at the beginning of the season, oh, we don't know what Baylor's quarterback situation looks like. I can't put him in the playoff for New York Six. Eh, eh, it looks like it's solved because uh, Blake Shapin looks really good. Now, BYU, speaking of really good, is looking really good as well. They um, Who they beat in week one? Was it anybody relevant? Probably. Not. I don't know. They had like, one of the hardest schedules in college football, it seems like. Yeah, BYU's got a, a a whip of a schedule. I think they have Notre Dame at some point in the season. They have Auburn uh, this week. They have Auburn. Uh, I think they have Oregon this week, don't they? I think yeah, my Oregon. bad. Yeah, they have Oregon this week. Um, they got a really really tough schedule. Um, and it's gonna like I don't know. Maybe if you. BYU wins out. BYU is a playoff team. Um, I don't know. That's just speculation. But I think you know BYU is looking really good now. I think they're ranked 12. BYU looks really, really good. And now one of the only picks that I got right was the Iowa State-Iowa game. Have you seen the list of teams that have scored more touchdowns in Iowa? All of them. <laughs> it's all of them. I mean, except the Dallas Cowboys, of course. Okay, Dallas Cowboys season is already over. Like it's <laughs> it, it was over before it really even started. Um, yeah, we'll get picked, to them later. But I picked I picked Iowa State because you know they were scoring points or whatever, and Iowa obviously wasn't doesn't know how to score points, and they did score a touchdown. They scored eight. Both of them scored eight touchdown. It was ten to seven. Like, it, like Iowa State really looked like they Iowa. They had a, they had a mid off, bro. Bro, they, it was the team. The team that won was the team that looked like Iowa less, and that was Iowa State. <laughs> Iowa just, you know, is just, you know, for the brand too much. They just couldn't, you know, not look like themselves for a week and start zero and two. Or one and one. They might as well be 0 2. All right, you ready for some pickums? So, it's already week three now. All right. We're already coming on a week three. It's crazy. All right, first game Florida State favored by two and a half against Louisville. I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to pick Florida State. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like Florida State. I like Florida State in this game. Louisville's bad, man. Louisville looked terrible against Syracuse, bro. Terrible. I'm not. I'm not too sure on how like good Syracuse is or supposed to be. Either way, Louisville sucked. They scored seven points against Syracuse, bro. Malik Cunningham is a fraud. He's <laughs> a fraud. Louisville is terrible. I'm picking Florida State. Norvell train, riding hot. Next up, we have Georgia, the 24 and a half favorite over South Carolina. Well, look, uh, South Carolina. Yeah, they got Shane Beamer now. They got Spencer Radler. <laughs> you know, Spencer Radler, all that trash I talked, he's got a chance to prove himself this week against number one Georgia Bulldogs. You know, in 2019, South Carolina beat Georgia. A big upset. But I'm going to say it. I'm taking all the backlash this week. You had an upset pick last week. Give me South Carolina. Hey, I like it. 
Bama. Give me South Carolina. At home. At home. I told you Georgia's offense, Georgia's offense struggled early against Sar- uh, not Syracuse, Samford. If Georgia's offense comes out flat and can't score touchdowns, I think South Carolina has a shot. In some universes may happen. But I'm I'm gonna Give me take South Georgia. Carolina. I'm taking all the backlash this week. Give me South Carolina. I'll be I, I, I cannot wait to see how many people call me stupid for this pick and I can't I'm not I don't even care. Um okay. When I said I was silent South Carolina, I didn't mean this. <laughs> uh, but you, uh, yeah, dude, that is an upset pick. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, if you t- if we're talking about upsets, what you just picked right here was the definition. What is the Webster's dictionary definition? Oh, I'm like, I'm going to see this. I'm like 99%. I'm going to be wrong, but I'm taking the chance. Give me South Carolina. You miss all the shots you don't take. And in this case, you do take so we're gonna South Carolina upset over Georgia. We're gonna we're gonna mark that down. We're gonna come back to it. We're gonna put a pin on it. <laughs> we're gonna come back to it next week. I'm taking Georgia. Um, oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if Georgia wins, I'll be p- catching who knows what next week on this show. So next game, BYU versus Oregon. Oregon is a three and a half point favorite. Oregon's favored. Yes, Oregon's favored after the, the after the display of Bo Nix or uh, like bro. I don't even know who Oregon played last week. I don't really care. I'm taking BYU. They just come off a top ten win. Yeah, I'm taking Oregon, BYU. Oregon got squashed. Yeah, they murdered. You know, like they 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 played football in week one. You know they they came out there and played. I'll give them that. They came out there and they played. The they game. showed up. You know, they really – they put the pads on. I'll, I'll give them that. Um, <laughs> they didn't find the end zone. They, <laughs> they didn't do anything once once they got to the arena. But, you know, they showed up. They they got there, and they they played. In their, uh, in their fresh uniforms that they get from Nike every, every game. And I'll, I'll give them that. They played the game. I will give them that. Um, but I'm taking BYU. I don't think it's a – I don't think it's a, a question – all right, next we have Ole Miss, 16-point favorite over Georgia Tech. Ole Miss, give me – I mean, oh, the first quarter against Clemson, Georgia Tech looked pretty decent. But I'm going to take Ole Miss. I'm, I'm, really I'm taking I'm taking, I'm taking. Ole Miss. Next up we have Penn State, a three-point favorite at Auburn. I like Penn State in this game. Just because I think Auburn's a bad football team. I mean, like we said, Auburn is one of those teams that does less with more. I mean, does more with less. But um, I just think Penn State is a better football team and go into Auburn and win this one easily. I'm taking a fight in Nittany Lions in this game against the Tigers. Give me Penn State. Yeah, Penn State is going to win. I don't really think it's going to be close. Next up, we have Kansas versus Houston. Houston is a 10-point favorite. I'm going to go with Houston. Yeah, on Houston. I wanted to go Just, with an I wanted to go with an upset, but this would be my upset pick and pick Kansas. But I can't I can't Houston's too good to lose two games in a row. And Texas Tech was at home. Texas Tech's a decent football team like I'm gonna go with Houston. I don't think I don't think Kansas is Texas Tech at all. <laughs> Back to the SEC, we got Mississippi State two point favorite on the road at LSU. Oh, this is a good little game. It's a good little SEC matchup. They're playing, where are they playing? At LSU. But I think LSU is gonna win this game. I'm only picking LSU because they blew out whoever they played last week, and they're playing at home. Southern now Mississippi bro. State. Now Mississippi State has looked decent. They're getting top twenty-five votes. They look pretty good. I could see Mississippi State winning, but LSU. I'm taking. Good. I'm taking. I'm taking Mississippi State. Oh, because I I think Will Rogers is the second best quarterback in the SEC, and over Jefferson? I don't think over Hooker, over Levis. Man, 
It's tough. It's tough. But I think Will Rogers is really good. Over Richardson? Um, I'm probably taking him over Richardson. Oh, wow. Arm-wise, anyways. I'm going to take LSU because it's really hard to beat LSU in the... Uh, I, I'll agree. It is really hard to go to Death Valley and win. But I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Mississippi State just because I think that they're better. <laughs> That's fair. Sue me. That's fair. Um, yeah, but I'm gonna go with LSU in this game. Be a good game to watch. Miami is on the road at Texas A&M, and Texas A&M is favored by five and a half. Can we talk about that atrocity of football that Texas A&M put on this play no, last week? Listen, listen, listen. App State did not look like a Sun Belt team on Saturday. I'm going to keep it a buck. App State looked like a Power 5 school with the way they played football. They played – That is a fair point. They, they played out of their mind. That was the best game. Like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm gassing them up a little bit. But they just did – they did really walk into Kyle Field to beat sixth-ranked Texas A&M. Like, they deserve all the praise in the world. They And got $1.5 million for doing it. They, they controlled time of possession – like it was, you know, the most simple thing ever. Like their app, the App State coach, they they really lost week one by two. They should school. be two and zero. Like, bro, App State might be that team. Might be the power, the group of five team to represent in the New Year Six because the way that they're playing right now, they look like the second best team in the country after after last. The Sun Belt week. looks like the, the Sun Belt looks like the best group of five conference right now. Sunbelt really out here, you know, kicking names. Just beating right top ten teams. <laughs> like, bro, the that game was just like it was wild to watch because how how well App State just controlled the game. A and M didn't know what to do. They I feel like they were caught off guard with how, you know, how well App State was playing football. Like they really came in at home like, man, we're playing App State. We're really about to come in here and get a W. You know what I'm saying? We, we we struggled last week against whoever we played. I don't really know who they played, but they 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 struggled a little bit against who they played. You know, Haynes King threw in some interceptions or whatever. And then I they think come, they come in and they they get they they got babied against App State. Like App State was tougher than than Texas A&M, an established SEC team, ranked with six. a top ten head, with a top ten head coach. Jumbo Fisher really got paid ten mil to lose that game, bro. Like, what? What do you want me to say? I, I saw. I saw this. I saw this on TikTok or something earlier, and I, I think I can back this statement. I think Haynes King is holding that team back. Yeah, they definitely have a quarterback uh, situation there. Um, I don't think it's really a, a question. Um, Haynes King has definitely struggled. Um, they he. Was the I think we see, like, I think we see Max Johnson at some point. Definitely, I think we should have saw him last week against App State. Like, yeah, probably. But I mean, I mean, like, you can't really say Hanks King held them back because like their defense lost them that game. Because there's no way A and M, the sixth rank in the country, you're an established SEC team, you have high expectations this season, you're at home. There's no way that defense should allow App State to be on the be on the field on offense for 40 plus minutes, bro. Like they got bullied that offensive front or that defensive front for, for Texas A&M got bullied the entire game. Like that O-line for App State looked like the best O-line in the entire country. And it's, it was, it was wild to see how well App State played that game. Yeah. And that's part of the reason I think I'm going to take Miami in this game. I am too. Miami. Yeah, Miami. Miami's look like a good football team, dude. I mean, um, I think they're ranked like 15 now or something like that. I could be wrong. They're ranked 13th. Miami looked amazing in week one. They played Bethune, Bethune, whatever, whoever that team is. But they, okay, they struggled heavily against Southern Miss. They uh, they they won thirty to seven, but in the first half it was looking shaky. Another looking another Sun Belt team. <laughs> it's looking pretty shaky against Southern Miss, and it was looking like Miami's going to have this another season where they look decent and then they just don't. Um, but they, they whatever Crystal Ball said at halftime obviously worked. 
because they came out and they, you know, they rallied together to beat the fighting Golden Eagles of Southern Miss, and they pulled out a win. <laughs> um, but they they have a tough task ahead of them at Kyle Field. That may not matter, <laughs> but that they're at Kyle Field against Texas A&M. I really don't know who to pick here. <laughs> I really don't. Like, if this was, if 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 I, if uh, Texas A&M does their thing and they beat App State, I they keep that top ten ranking. I probably pick A&M here, but they did it. They lost to App State, and although Miami struggled on, against the Sun Belt team, also I think I'm going to take Miami because Miami's offense looks way more explosive than. A&M's does. A&M, I, I think they just struggle to move the football. Like, they, they're just their offense is just look, looks very shaky start the season. Next up, Texas Tech on the road at NC State. NC State's a nine and a half point favorite. We got some good games this week. This is this is tougher than may, one may think. One uh, one person may be think, oh, NC State's ranked. They're at home. Take NC State this game, but Texas Tech came off a really, really good win against Houston last week. Houston's a great football team. Texas and Texas Tech, you know, pulled it out in two overtimes, but they pulled out the win. Donovan, whatever his name is, Donovan Smith. Uh, Donovan Smith threw like sixty something times. Um, he threw like three interceptions in the second half against Houston. Um, we mentioned that, you know, talking about that game, but I think I'm gonna take NC State. I mean, I had him in the New Year's Six in my predictions, so I'm I'm kind of obligated to take New Year's – not New Year's Six. I'm kind of obligated to take NC State, so I'm going to take NC State. I feel like towards the middle of the year, though, we're going to throw these predictions out and stop going making our picks based off the predictions. <laughs> I'm going to take I'm gonna take NC State in this game simply because they're ranked. <laughs> <laughs> and they're at home. And Devin Leary is pretty good at football. So I'm going to take NC State. All right, you ready for the game of the week? Troy at Appalachian State. Appalachian State's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me Troy. Troy. Going with Troy. On the road. Boone. I'm rocking with that state. Listen, I'm going to be a party pooper here. You know, Boone, now North Carolina might be the happiest place on earth right now. You know. They don't have any more alcohol in the state of North Carolina anymore after last week. But <laughs> Troy, you know, is going to come in and they're going to poop on Appalachian State's party. I'm going to take Troy in this game. That's not a bad pick. pick. I don't. I don't hate it. That's I don't not, hate that's it. That's my upset pick of the week. You might have think, oh, we put this game in here. It's stamped that we're both going to pick Appalachian State because we're going to ride the Appalachian State bandwagon because they just came off and top 10 win on the road. But no, I'm going to take Troy because most of you think I was going to pick App State, and I like making you all angry. Uh, so this gonna... one is not a pick em. This one's not a pick em, but I'm going to say it. I like UTSA over Texas this weekend. If Texas is on their third-string quarterback – I really like UTSA's chances. That's also a factor. Like, that's not the hot. I'm not, I know it. I know it sounds crazy saying, "Well, Texas just lost by one to Alabama." You think they're going to lose to UTSA? Yes, I think it's a possibility. That would be a Texas thing to do. It would that be would, a Texas thing. That would, be a, that would be a very Texas loss. They are very in close. They're in very close proximity of Dallas, so it would make sense. On, on brand, very on brand. Um, I don't, I don't hate that. Uh, I'm not gonna pick that game because I just don't want any part of you know the bullying I would get if I was wrong. So we're gonna stay to the pickums. I'm gonna pick Troy on the road in Boone, college game day. Is that the night game? Is that the ABC game? Bro, the game is on ESPN Plus. It's not even on regular TV. You got college game day and your game didn't get on TV? On to the NFL. And week one of the NFL did not disappoint. I'm At all. Start, I want to start with the Monday night game. Now. You want to start there? You want to work backwards? I want to. We can. I want to start with the Monday night game because that game was bizarre. Like, 
from the oh, okay. beginning. Okay. From- okay. First of all, I saw it. I don't remember who posted it, but like they said, I'm not paying all that money to Russell Wilson to kick a 64-yard field goal on fourth and five. I would have went for it with Geno Smith as my quarterback. <laughs> like, like I'm more confident in my football team going out there and getting a first down on fourth and five rather than my kicker, even if it's Brandon McManus who has a cannon of a leg, to kick a 64-yard field goal. I know Nathaniel Hackett is not like just this, you know, Ter- terrible play caller. He is the reason. He's part of the reason why Aaron Rodgers has two more MVPs under his under his name. But that that's just like I, I under I can see it a little bit because like you're trying to win the game, and if you don't get it, it don't win the game, and you trust your kicker as a cannon of a leg. Like I can see a world where that's the play call, but. He just traded for Russell Wilson for situations like these, man. And paid him. How much money is he getting paid? Two hundred and sixty-five, something like that. I don't know. I don't he's know the number. Lot. We're getting paid a lot of money. You traded all those first-round picks. You traded all those too, players. Too much money to be kicking a sixty-four-yard field goal. Like he's that's that, that's a situation. Like that's the reason you trade for Russell Wilson for situations like those. You trust him to put him back on the field on four and five to win you a football game. And he's been in those situations before. He's been in the league nine, ten years, however long he's been in the league. He's been in those situations before to be able to get that first down. It's not like he had a bad game. Russell Wilson played amazing that game. He had like three hundred and fifty yards or something. Like he played great. And you take him off the field on four and five with the game on the line. It's just I, again, I could see a world where the field goal is the call, but I also can't. It's Russell Wilson. Like, you go out there and you and put then the And then the coach after the game, he's like, looking back, we shouldn't have kicked the field goal. It's like, well, duh, you missed it. If you made the field goal, you wouldn't be saying that. Like, <laughs> like, like, if you made the field goal, you'd be like, we made the right choice. We, we, should, we should have kicked the field goal, man. Yeah, it was. I, seen, I did see McManus put out a tweet. He was like, that's where I told him to get to. So it's my fault. I got to make the kick. It's like, no. I mean, yes, but no. I mean, you shouldn't even have been trying it out there. The craziest game of the week. It might have been the craziest game I've ever seen in my life. Steelers, Bengals. Nobody wanted to win this game either. The, bro, Joe Burrow had the, 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 suck. the Bengals. Joe Burrow sucked. The Bengals entirely. The, the last drive. Joe, that, Bur- Joe Burrow sucked, but he should have won the football game. He 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 sent it to overtime on a great drive. I will give him that. Um, I will give him that. But there were several. Six. He threw pick there six. There was several bad throws from Joe Burrow. Pick six, four interceptions, fumble loss. He had five turnovers by himself, and they only Bro lost by three. Was like Ian Madden. Like bro, they, it, you could say this is a testament to the Bengals on how, you know, they had five turnovers and they only lost by three in overtime on the last play. Like, or you could say it's a testament to the Steelers on how the Steelers should have blown the Bengals out because they, they had five forced turnovers. Are we going to talk about how the offense for the Steelers went non-existent for like an hour? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> any other team in the NFL would have killed the Bengals in that game, would have murdered them. But the Steelers, being the Steelers, almost lost that game. Like, they almost lost that game. And they should have lost I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be a tie. I thought we were going to have two ties on the first weekend of NFL. The, the, they should have lost in regulation because if Heavy McPherson, it, but they had a new long snapper. You, you, know, you, like, you never think having a new long snapper in the game changes the outcome of the entire game. But obviously it did. Because Evan McPherson was off of his game because he had a new long snapper. <laughs> I, I'm obviously not a kicker. I don't know how much it affects the game, but obviously it did. And McPherson missed the PAT to win the game, and they go into overtime and they lose. But that, it get, there's so many missed kicks, and that game was the craziest game that I've ever seen. They, they tie the game up with a couple seconds left. Jamar Chase, they have an immaculate drive. I give, give Joe Burrow credit on the last drive of the game. He throws four picks. 
He loses a fumble. He almost loses another fumble in, in an overtime, but they deliver when they needed it most. And they tie the game. They should have won it with McPherson making the PAT, but they tie the game. They send it to overtime. And, bro, so many missed kicks, bro. It was like, it reminded me of that one Seahawks Cardinals game from like forever ago. And that, that, <laughs> that ended in a tie. That was like a, that game tied at like 6 6 or something. And there was like three missed kicks with a minute left. That game was crazy. But the, it, like week one did not disappoint in the NFL. Sixteen games. You ready? Yes, sir. Week two of the NFL, week, baby. Yep, week two, baby. All right. Thursday night. Thursday night football. Chargers at Chiefs on Prime Video. I know that's a new thing. No more. Props. And I might have. I might have figured out how to watch that. So I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Without really thinking here, the Chargers are a good football team, uh, but the Chiefs have had the Chargers number for like. Ever, like ever, and um, the Chiefs look way too good uh, on Sunday for me to pick against them. I know the Chargers look great. Justin Herbert looked amazing um, against a division rival, but I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here because I don't like they're just the Chiefs. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. Are the Chargers gonna play their whole season against their own division? Like this is the second week in a row. <laughs> the first two weeks they played a division team, but I'm, I'm taking the Chargers. The, the AFC West is loaded. I'm like all of those games I'm tuning into. I'm going to take the Chargers in this game. Um, I don't really have a lot of reasoning behind it. I just think the Chargers' defense is really good, and the Chargers' offense is obviously really good. Um, I think Mike Williams will have a bounce-back game. He had a bad game the other day. Um, I'm curious to see, though, if Keenan Allen suits up. With it being a short week, I don't think he will. But we'll see, I guess. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers. we got the Buccaneers at the Saints. The Saints have had Tom Brady's number. They have. They shut him out Since he joined. The, yeah. It's tough, but I, I think I'm going to take Tampa Bay. That's The Saints defense is really good. I just don't know. Like, Jameis Winston looked pretty bad the other day. Um, they, they did come so I'm going to take win. They did come back and win. But it was the Falcons. It was, it was pretty. It was, it, was, it, was, it was inevitable. It um, was the Falcons, too, though. I don't know, like, Jameis, like, he said, like, he was injured or whatever in the post-game interview, um, but I'm going to go with the Saints. I think even how even how shaky they looked against the Falcons, uh, they still came back and they won. Um, Michael Thomas looked great, and I don't think anybody on the Buccaneers can cover Mike Evans. Uh not a lot of people in the NFL could cover him, or Mike Thomas, sorry. Um, not a lot of people in the NFL can cover Michael Thomas. Um, I don't think that'll win the Saints the game, but I think the Saints overall just look better. Um, even the both, both teams look shaky. I think the Saints looked better on Sunday, and um, with Chris Godwin being out for the Buccaneers, um, I, I'm going to take the Saints in this game at home. Yeah, that's not that's not crazy. I mean, I don't I don't hate it, but I'm just gonna, I'm just trying with the books. Next up, the Jets at the Browns. Browns pulled out an ugly win in Carolina last week. Um, I'm gonna take the Browns in this game because the Jets don't look very good right now without Zach Wilson with Joe Flacco at QB. I think Flacco threw like almost 60 times last week against the Ravens and. That was perplexing to me because they have Michael Carter and they do have Brees Hall at running back. So I, I was, you know, that that was wild to me. But I'm going to take the Browns to win at home against the Jets. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns at home too, even with that new ugly midfield logo they got. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the Browns. Next up, um, we got Commanders at Lions. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. Give me Dan Campbell and the biting kneecaps. I am taking the Detroit Lions. They look good against the Eagles to like to end the game. Um, that may be because the Eagles stopped trying a little bit because they were up a little bit. But I'm going to take the Detroit Lions. They got heart. They got grit. They got determination. They got the fire. They got the passion. Other synonyms for that. They got whatever you, 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 whatever you can say about them. 
the Lions against the Commanders. The Commanders almost blew a lead against the Jaguars, too, even though I had the Jaguars winning that game. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions at home. I, uh, I agree with what you said about the Lions. Um, I still need to watch Hard Knocks. I haven't watched that yet. Um, it seems like I've seen some clips, and it seems like it's a fun. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. I've seen some clips, and it seems like it's a fun, interesting watch. So I'm probably going to give that a watch soon. But I think I'm going to go Commanders in this game. Um, I don't really have a reason to back that. I just want to pick the Commanders. I mean, <laughs> give me the Lions. I really, at I really, I really, I really think it's a toss-up game, to be honest. But Next up, uh, the Panthers at the Giants. I'm going to go with New York at home because yeah, I, although Carolina I think is better by like a decent bit. Yeah, I want to pick Carolina, but like – I just don't trust Matt Rule. I just don't trust Matt Rule as head coach. I think they need to let him go. Um, like right as soon as possible right now. I think they need to let him go. Scott um, Frosty right now. <laughs> um. I'm gonna. I don't want to say I trust the Giants more right now, but I'm just gonna go with the Giants. I just don't trust Matt Rule in anything right now. Yeah, I'll take the Giants. I guess. Um, next, Patriots Steelers. New England's favorite in this game, but I like the Steelers. I like. I like the Steelers home in this game. The Patriots looked bad last week. Like bad, bad. Like people calling for Bill Belichick's head. Bad. Like the Steelers don't have TJ Watt for the next couple months. Steelers have Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Steelers have a banged up Najee Harris. He says he's gonna play, but he's still gonna be banged up. Most likely not 100%. Steelers also have depth, but I'm gonna go with the Patriots because there hasn't been a lot of times where the state the Patriots have lost, have gone 0-2 under Bill Belichick. The Steelers are banged up, so I'm going to go with the Patriots in this game. Colts at Jaguars. Hopefully they don't tie. We've already had one tie in this division between two division teams. I'm going to go with the Colts because the Colts are a way better football team. And the Jaguars, uh, just Trevor Lawrence on Sunday looked pretty good. It was the... um, it was the competition between all the all of the offensive players on the Jaguars, like try not to sabotage Trevor Lawrence challenge. That's pretty much what it was. I'm gonna go with the Colts because the Colts are way better. Yeah, I'm taking the Colts too. Um, I, yeah, I just think the Colts are way better. Like you said, Dolphins at Ravens. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go Ravens. The Dolphins are good, though. I really do think the Dolphins are good. Um, I don't know. I really, I really, like, I really don't have a reason. Next up, Falcons at Rams. Rams. Yeah, Rams. I don't think it's a question. I think the Rams bounce back pretty good in this game. Yeah, I think the Rams bounce back in this game. Stafford needs a good bounce back game. Um, but yeah, Forty ers at Seahawks. I was still going to go with the 49ers. The 49ers get a bounce-back win at home after an ugly, ugly game in Week 1. I'm going to go I'm going to go with the, the Niners. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Niners, too, simply because tank for Bryce. They got Geno. <laughs> tank for Bryce. I don't care. Tank for Will Anderson. Somebody. Bengals at Cowboys. Bengals. I'm taking Bengals. Simply because the Cowboys' offense sucks, and it's going to suck even more with Dak Prescott out. I'm going to go with the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I was going to be surprised if you picked the Cowboys. Like Texans, Broncos. After after Monday, I don't really know, man. I I I pretty much had Broncos stamped to win that game, and then Geno Smith comes out and wins them a football. game. But I'm still gonna take the Broncos. <laughs> I'm taking the Broncos because I think the Texans are the worst team in football. Um, no way the Colts should have lost to them, or not lost, tied with them. My bad. Um, the Texans are undefeated. They are undefeated. I don't know what else you want them to do. <laughs> <laughs> Cardinals at Raiders. 
I'm going to go with the Raiders. Yeah, I think I'm I'm going with the Raiders, too. Um, Bears at Packers. I think Bears have the better record. It's been one week. Calm down. Um, I'm taking the Packers. Give me Chicago. Give you Chicago. I'm going to take Um, the Bears on the road at Lambeau. I, I don't know. When the last time they won at Lambeau, I don't know if it's been a while or what, but Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Um, you know, it helps to having a good receiver, though. Really, does. it does. It does. It does. I think Aaron Rodgers finds some type of connection this week, hopefully. But getting back home will help. Um, I don't know what they're going to do receiver wise, but I just think the Packers are going to win. <laughs> Give me the Bears. Bears are going to pull one out on the road. It's not a crazy pick, especially not after last weekend. Monday night football. We got two games this week. Um, Titans at Bills. Taking the Bills. I'm going to take the Titans. You're taking the Titans. Can't pick against my Titans. You're going to change my mind. I'm going with Titans, too. You're going to change my mind. You changed my mind. That's wild. I don't know why, but you changed my mind. I still think the Bills are going to win, but I'm going to pick the Titans just because. Next up, Vikings-Eagles. A good good little game. Good little game we got going on. I I bet you're picking the Vikings, you Jalen Hurts hater. Jalen Hurts looked pretty good on Sunday, but I'm going to go with the Vikings because I think the Vikings are really good. Yeah. I'm probably going with the Vikings, too, <laughs> even though I just gave you crap for it. Um, uh, that is going to be the end of this episode, yo. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Again, like I stated at the beginning of the episode, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Ring that notification bell so you guys never miss an episode of H&H. Uh, uh, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. We are there. We promise. Um, can't wait for another week of college football in the NFL. Um, it has not disappointed at all so far in any in any of the two sports. Um, and I, I'm excited for basketball season to start, too. And uh, playoff baseball is about to start, too. This is a great, great time to be a sports fan. Uh, so uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you guys next week.